and one and all welcome along it is victory polo tuesday we are in season three episode 13 of the uk dallas cowboys fan club podcast tonight i'm joined by paul and by graham and of course the wonderful you all know her you all love her meg murray meg how are things things are great y'all everyone in texas is hyped up we are ready to go even though we have a bye week that's not going to stop us from the hype train (laughs) brilliant stuff guys how are you doing after the weekend another late night for us here on this side of the pond well i think my nerves are still intact to be honest after that game (laughs) (laughs) honestly I spent today in a walking boot, but everything's actually fine, so don't tell anybody. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you can see, the comments are flying in, everyone welcoming in Meg into the show. Make sure, folks, you send those comments in. Let us know what was good, what was bad, your studs and duds from the weekend. There will be plenty of discussion on that. and make sure you're fun and interactive. But before we do go much further, Meg, give us give, give us an update on yourself and what, what you're doing at the minute in terms of shows and social media so everyone can give you a follow. Oh, sure. Um, so I am with Blogging the Boys, uh, which is powered by SB Nation. You can, I'm usually running the social media with uh, Tony Catalina on Sundays. So any fun content you wanna see from us on that channel, be sure to send it my way. Um, But, you know, you can also catch me getting rowdy on Twitter. Um, I believe I have my um, uh, Twitter name down here at the bottom. So, yeah, always a good time. Um, And I also have Girls Talking Boys with Kelsey Charles every Friday. Um, So that's super fun. And I think we're going to do a progress report for the bye week, kind of look back at our pregame or preseason predictions. So check us out on Friday. (laughs) Absolutely. And if anyone hasn't tuned into Girls Talk- Talking Boys, it is one of the best podcasts there are out there. So give it a follow and give it a listen. <laughs> um, as we say, 3529 at Gillette Stadium. We are five and one. We lead the NFC East. And what's that saying, Meg? Dallas forever, <laughs> Philly for never. And we nice. have been proving it week after week. <laughs> That is one of my favorite. That's one one of my favorite <laughs> says there, Meg. It really is. Good. We got to keep it alive. Let them know. Yeah. <laughs> How Absolutely. nice was it? How nice was it to go into Gillette? I think is it still Gillette Stadium? Gillette right. Stadium and not have yeah. to face TB12. It was quite refreshing, wasn't it? <laughs> Matt Jones is coming along fine. He's doing he's doing extremely well for a rookie quarterback. But it was good not to have to face six Super Bowl rings like like we normally have to do. Yeah. It's true, and I like. I think I saw a tweet today, and they were comparing the the rookie quarterbacks and the drop off in in completion percentage from Mac Jones down to everybody else was startling. Well, that's right. I mean, that's that's what happens when you when you manage to put a, a rookie quarterback into an established team. You know, you've got an established offensive line, plenty of weapons on defense. And all of a sudden, when you start, when you put somebody in who's fresh off the street, they can actually find their feet and get the job done, as opposed to 
throwing them into a top five pick team that you know we've, we've touched on plenty of times during um Lawrence is struggling. Matt uh, Wilson isn't doing particularly well either. But because Mac Jones has the support cast around him, he can he can get things done. I, yeah. I have to, I have to admit, see that comment from DG Dolder about the the wins of the rest of the NSC combined. That is an absolute that's an absolute slap in the face to our division. By the way, I'm telling you, <laughs> right? I'm telling you, it's, it's good it's good to be on top right now. Yeah. I, th- I think apart from us, it's very much the NFC least now, so it is. I think we, we, we can park ourselves a little bit away from that. From that. But um, Oh, no, I've got, we, something we, that, I've got something to talk about, Brian. If you're just talking about the Cowboys, well, it's, it's the NFC beast. <laughs> there beast you go. Still like that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and if we are speaking of beasts... Um, if anyone has not seen Paul's celebration video from um, Sunday night, make sure and check it out. I think the appearance from Arnie at the end just shows how big of a beast he is. Uh, <laughs> absolute smuggling. <laughs> I'll have to go back and watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good. That was, me, that was me. That was me trying to be quiet at one o'clock in the morning. That's what. Right? And Arnie's like pure wagging his tail, but ended up jumping on top of me, and I couldn't even breathe. and of course mike mike flooding in the comments already and the similarities between our last victory at at what would have been the old foxborough stadium um and the win at the weekend which was our first win since that time with a with a walk-off uh overtime touchdown victory (laughs) (laughs) i mean he was just he was just shy going yeah. Yeah. But be, be, before we get into the game, as usual, we do the injury updates and the latest news. So Dak threw for 445 passing yards, which is the most against a Bill Belichick coached or um defensively coordinated team. 41 more than Kurt Warner. Um, the MRI on Dak has shown no major damage, um, and that will hopefully be cleared up over the bye week and into next week. Um, he completed 100% of his passes for 72 yards in overtime. Trayvon, seven interceptions in his last six games, and the only cornerback in 2021 to have an interception in every game. And possibly the biggest news of all, and especially for our two O-line fans who are down the bottom in Meg and Graham, Lyle Collins has been had his suspension lifted. He is back, people. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. Hey, Brian, don't forget I'm an O-line guy as well, remember? <laughs> I, know, I know, Paul, but you're a resident defensive line guy. I know. <laughs> I mean, but, just, just to jump into that uh, question for Meg straight yeah. off the bat. Meg, are you the same as me where you feel that Collins can step back in as the starter, even though Terrence Steele's done quite well, you still think Collins gives us the best chance to win? I think 100% that he does. Um, And you have to think about it this way too. Like he wasn't gone because he was injured. He was gone because he was suspended. He's been Hmm. at workouts. He hasn't missed a beat. He is ready to go. Sweet. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm really excited to have him back. I find that kind of begs the question, question though, what the hell are we going to do with Connor Williams? 
Oh, we'll get to that. Don't you I had to say it. I had to say it. That was like that was almost a game killer. Um, the fact that they were able yeah. to come back after that penalty late in the fourth is just so crazy. It's something that like I feel like in past seasons it's something that would have crushed us, but we were able to um keep pushing and overcome it and ultimately win the game. But that oof. Connor Williams, come on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't uh, know. I, I mean, it was I just couldn't believe some of the bloody calls. It's like, really, man, it should be your fundamentals you're doing here. Like, you're yeah. pass blocking and you're, you're holding, like, like literally nearly tugging the guy from the back. I'm like, come on, Connor. You're better than that. Yeah. Was it 100 yards of penalty points we'd given up at one point? That's basically a score. <sighs> yeah. yeah. It's, it's not, it's not good. Up. It's not clean football. Um, the amount of times we heard holding 52 offence it's unsettling and um yeah it's it's got to be addressed it has got to be addressed especially if we're going to make a run in the postseason absolutely i don't I mean i know i'm kind of maybe jumping shit from top of toe but don't forget like we actually had points shaved off for, for us in the game as well yeah mm-hmm. right yeah and by god i i literally nearly smashed my television when i saw that <laughs> the way that i was yelling we were at um katie trail ice house in dallas and it's packed there's a bunch of patriots fans there too though was an issue so they're all like getting in my face and i'm like that's a freaking touchdown like (laughs) i was was like someone sedate me please like i can't (laughs) (laughs) yeah but I was just, I was so confused. Like, that I think I was more confused about. So, why the hell was this not actually reviewed as a point scoring um, by the referees? But they did it yeah. on the fourth. But they did it in the fourth down. And I'm like, come on. Well, and it's like, where did you think the ball was that he was holding? Like, he's not holding it down, like by his crotch or something like he's yeah. stretching the ball out if the, if his arms are anywhere they're gonna be over the line so but half, yeah because half of his body was already across the ball <laughs> yeah i mean, I mean yeah. when, when you actually see the over, overhead view you're like ah you're like, you just want to go up to the referees and go i mean are we, are we doing with dr doolittles for referees here <laughs> I think the saying is should have gone to spec savers. That's how bad they were at yeah. the weekend. Yeah, yeah, Meg, yeah, we've got uh, opticians here in the UK and Ireland called spec savers. So everyone is, is blind. They just tell them, go to spec savers, pal. <laughs> and do we take it as read that we all cringed on the first QB sneak? Yes. When they sent around for the, that's that's Mike McCarthy, please do not do that on occasion that's really scary <laughs> i think yeah. it was an interesting call considering that you were having such an a hard time getting a run going even in short yardage um like they even had cd had a carry for two yards that got them like o- over um to a first down and just to think about how hard it was why would you in your sailing through the air why not try to take a corner shot or something like i just thought that was kind of weird so i agree with you graham yeah yeah i mean the, the, 
we'll get into this with the offense, but I feel like they kept, they managed to keep Coop and CD Lamb quiet for most of the game. Um, obviously, CD comes yeah. into his own, um, but it was it was uh, yeah. Just going back to my original point, it was scary. Don't don't send Dak up the middle, please. That's not good. <laughs> That's a forty million dollar guy. Don't do that. <laughs> I don't. I don't mind that call most games, honestly, because I mean he's Dak Prescott. Like he's he's usually going to find his way in there, and he did. Mm. But um, that was just it was there having such a hard time like getting a run going against them. So it was just kind mm. of an interesting call. Yeah. So, do we want to mention Trayvon Diggs this early in the show? Seven interceptions save, in six save games. For later. Save that for the defense. Well, we're still, okay. we're still, we're, we're still on news and updates, but we can briefly mention it and go into nice detail later on. There you go. There we go. Do we do we want to mention the fact he scored as many touchdowns this season as his brother? <laughs> <laughs> no. That is a statistic right there. <laughs> Do we also want to mention he has scored more touchdowns than um, that team up in Pennsylvania's first round draft pick? <laughs> don't mention, don't, Brian, don't mention any of this because for some reason Trayvon Diggs seems to be the best kept secret in the league and quarterbacks, can see, can, they just keep targeting them. So if yeah. they're going to target, if they're going to target Trayvon Diggs, let them do it and let them find out what happens because there's plenty of tape yeah. Now I'm seeing a defensive player of the year call like call out already. I'm kind of looking at MVP maybe if he keeps going the way he's going. Yeah. Okay. Be in the discussion. We do have a great stat that we're gonna pull up that Mike Mike provided with us provided to us before the show. So um we'll definitely we'll definitely come back to this and we'll circle back around. But if we get into the main bones of the show. And I'm just going to flick it up here. Let's talk. So, talk offense. As we said, Dak Prescott, 445 yards. Shaky, shaky start. Um, or not so much shaky start. I think what he went 11 of 11 on his first 11 throws. But the interception towards the end of the first quarter. But after that, outstanding. Yeah, they, they made that point in the broadcast. Um, I think Jones and Prescott threw for like hundred percent of their throws, uh, particularly in the first quarter. So it was it was back and forth, and it was it was great TV. I mean, they would have wanted that to be the Sunday night game, particularly in the first half. Um, but yeah, for the, the, the turnover and downs that that could easily have knocked us. Um, off our stride a little bit and then obviously with the end we had the interception but they stuck with it you know they, they, they stuck to the game plan they, they kept balance even though they, they had to, to rely on um i think it was cedric wilson and noah brown got a lot of the big catches particularly in the first um the first half and they they kept zeke on the kept going on the ground they kept pollard involved zeke in the air as well seven seven receptions for zeke in the air so they, they found ways to get around it and it was really, really encouraging. And um, mm. I'll leave some meat on the bone for you, for you two guys, but uh, for us yeah. to go behind a, a score and a bit more than a score, but to hang in there, especially in a place like Gillette Stadium, uh, really, really impressive. 
if there's one thing that I, it really stood out for me from Dak was not so much like the, the yards again and the, the three touchdowns, it was his leadership more than anything. How he just managed to rally up everyone and managed to get, get coming from behind, get poised knocked off, then knock off his confidence, continue on, keep going, driving the ball down the lane, uh, down, down the field, sorry. And we ended up getting the win in overtime. That to me is just a show of a true leader of an our team right now. And mm. and he's worth every single penny that we paid for him. I don't care what anyone says. See anyone's a dark hater, pff, off you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Go I mean, on, Meg. Give us your thoughts. Uh, sure. Um, it feels like um every time they set themselves back, they were able to kind of push through it. And that's something that um, when we say like I was cringing when they were calling this play and I like was holding my breath and stuff like that. It's just because in the past, even with a good team, um, like even with Tony, even when it was Dax for a season, you would have those moments where it's like you, they would have a momentum and then they'd get stalled. And it was like, this game was kind of the perfect example of that where in the past, like I would just be like, okay, well, it's kind of, I don't know how they're going to come back from this. I just don't see them like being able to push through and get to the other side. So that's why this year is just so different. That's a championship quality in a team is to like get knocked down and like not let it uh, shake your stride and just keep going. So I, I was super excited to see how they clicked. That's a great point, Meg, because like, I don't know how many times throughout that whole game we had so many setbacks, whether it was holding calls, it was uh, points taken off, it was a uh, Dax interception. Like, there was so many factors, but we still managed to come back and come back and come back, and we ended up getting the win. And it's just, yeah, like, I, if there's one thing I can really say, I'm, 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 I'm so proud of the team. Like, I feel proud to be a Cowboys fan, how we actually, like you said before, like there's been scenarios where we've done this before, people always crumble. Like this year just seems completely different. It's like we're actually now turning turning over the book of what we used to do as bad habits. Now we're kind of like, well, we're still having bad habits, obviously, with the holding calls yeah. and that, but you know, but but in terms of the, the mental toughness of, of still trying to go out there and win the game, that, oh, Man, yeah. I mean, we've like I said before, like we've come from behind, but this is the year where our defense gave us that opportunity to come from behind. Um, With with last year's defense, the Cowboys would have lost that game easily. Don't don't Um, man. What what a huge turnaround! I mean, I think the the interception and the the not the interception, the the block punt and the fumble. Was huge. I totally, um, forgot, I totally forgot about that. I totally that forgot about that. That game was that game was huge. Luke Gifford. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I mean, they, they talk about momentum. That was a huge swing of momentum uh, for the Cowboys. Just got into the half, and then we managed to come out and and take the lead and hung in there till the end. Um, yeah, full uh, a a three sixty performance from all three sides of the ball. I tell you something though, if if you were to put down this game when you put it down from just from a general fan's perspective, that's got to be up there one of the best games to ever watch in the past ten years. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. easily. Yeah, like like 
it had everything that whole game. <clears throat> like from both sides of the ball, there was sacks, interceptions, pick sixes. There was controversial decisions by referees. There was overtime, like all on the line. It had everything. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you're if you were just a fan watching that for the first time, what a game you were watching, <laughs> you know? Yeah. But to your point, Paul. I mean, that that's that's exactly what the forty million dollars is for. Um, Fifty-one pass attempts from Dak. Um, he didn't. He didn't look flustered after the the shaky start. He, he stepped in, um, yeah. led the offense, kept us balanced. When his first two targets were weren't there, he went to. He was quite happy going to Wilson and Brown and and dumping off to Zeke. Um, a really really big performance. I, I you know you could almost say that was Dak's best game of the season. Um, just yeah. just under the circumstance and to go into Gillette. Oh no, that. Fucking oh sorry, screw my friend. Here. <laughs> like, sorry, this is um, a family show, Paul. <laughs> that that decision by the referees and Zach Martin was absolutely ridiculous. It really was. Like if you actually do go back, the bloody defensive lineman actually shoves a uh, Martin downfield, and we get flagged yeah. for it. I mean, yeah. it, it was literally it's like, all right, Robert Kraft, how much money have you actually dished out to these referees? <laughs> The amount of times that question got asked during that game, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and I'm not gonna have, uh, well, I'm you know what, I'm gonna have a wee bit of a bitch at the Patriots fans for them to have the audacity to say, Oh, what about the face cage at the end? I'm like, I'm sorry, but did you not watch the rest of the game? What happened to us? It's like, justice is served. Shut up and go back to your cave. <laughs> I love it. So, so look, that 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 whole point of me bringing that one up is obviously look. We have to talk about the penalty issues that yes. happened during the game. As we say, Connor Williams on two critical occasions resulted in ten-yard penalties. <laughs> Everyone knows my Longhorn affiliation. But even I'm going, I can't see the contract being renewed for Connor Williams. Tyron Smith had a penalty called on him for a, you know, for a hand in the face. I mean, I don't know how the guy is supposed to do anything more. He's about six inches taller than the guy. And Zach Martin was called. Tyler Biadish was called. I think the only person who wasn't called was Terrence Steele. Terrence Steele, Steele, give him all due his credit right now. He is being a fantastic step in for Lyle yeah. Collins right now and we're going to have Lyle Collins come back but I feel like, and this is one thing before the season started, like if we were to lose Collins or Smith we'd be very, like like me and Graham especially, we were like, ah crap we don't really necessarily have a backup but that mm. with Ken Steele and how he's improved this off season going into being this backup, like, I feel a lot more comfortable now if one like of our own line goes down, still can really pick that up with the tackle position. Yeah. Yeah. That's what you love to see though. And that I mean, that's why they wanted to stick around and develop him. I mean, going into the draft this year, I think I was on the draft show with you guys and I was like, yeah. I kind of I know everyone wants these corners, but I kind of want an O line guy. And um I believe he went to the Chargers. Either way. 
Um, and he did great, which was kind of an annoying to me. Yes, I am. Yeah. Um, but it's just great to see that um, you can have your like starting like all pro guys and then you they can be backed up by someone who will come in and not mess it up for you. That's yeah, and, yeah, might might just be the great point. Even Ty Nation, a guy I thought, oh god, he could be a bit of a bottom, a, a bottom steer at times, but he actually did pretty well considering filling for Smith for those X amount of snaps. So yeah, yeah. Um, um but again, uh, sorry. Before we go any further, I do believe we have to issue a bit of a congratulations. It's only dawned on me. Yes, to, uh, to 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 resident host of our Thursday night show, Mr. Mike Collins, yep. Rian Collins, yep. Travis yeah. Collins, and welcome yeah. along to Baby Girl Holland because I can't remember her name right now. <laughs> it was something cute. That's all I know. Yeah, no, I, I think it was it, 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 it was it, it was early, and I'm pretty sure like uh, Mar, uh, uh, oh god, uh, Mike, Mike, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure Mike decided on the Elliot because it was the closest thing to Ezekiel Elliot. <laughs> Does Ray know that? That you could get that you could get away with. <laughs> get away with. I'm pretty sure that, that's, that's the outcome. But to, to to Mike's point there, like even given all the changes along the O line during during the game, they still gave up zero sacks with those substitutions. I mean, they're, they're coming back to what they were a couple of years ago in being that great wall of Dallas. And just for confirmation, here we go. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, that's a confirmed. Hashtag don't tell the wife. <laughs> Before the start of the show, Brian, we were, we were discussing who are the best five and um, I brought yeah. up the, the tweet from Brian Broadus. He said that the the team see Collins as a tackle from now on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I still think the discussion's there to be had. Collins came into the, the, the Cowboys team as a as a left guard. That's where he got his start. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't all that long ago. You know, if, if you want to yeah. get your best five on the field, um, for me, it's it's Collins at left guard and you leave, you leave Terrence Steele where he is. I, I, yeah. I have to... I have to say, I never thought I would see myself saying that because, um, like like Meg, I was I was particularly O line during the draft. I thought um, Rashawn Slater could have come in and covered up for um, a questionable position. When you talk about, I mean, we haven't even talked about Conor McGovern. Um, there's just no consideration that McGovern could take over from Williams. That that discussion isn't even there. Or even um, Adish, like the comment says. Yeah, yeah. It just yeah. It, there's. There's still question marks there whether over uh, Williams, particularly it being a, a contract year. Like you say, Brian, yeah. I don't see I don't see them making any kind of huge offer to Williams, uh, despite being a starter. I think they can um, they can bring in help at left guard. Um, I mean, yeah. if he's going to be at a penalty machine, that's not good. That you, you can't have that, especially if you want to go deep into the playoffs. So, um, my my opinion is that. Colin at left, uh, Collins at left guard um, until something breaks, but it doesn't seem to be the case. I think, I think they're going to run with Williams. Especially, um, after Brian Broaddus tweeted that this afternoon, um, I mean, it, it's no 
it's it's not bad having Terrence Steele as uh, swing tackle. That's that's great oh, yeah. news. And, oh, yeah. uh, we saw that uh, Tyron Smith had to go for an MRI during the week. So, you know, long season. Um, but yeah, my best five guys include Collins and Steele on the same line. But that's that's yeah. obviously just me because the team see it differently. So, Meg, if we were to throw this over to you, like, what, what is the view out in Dallas right now in terms of the offensive line? Because we saw the comment there, I think it was from Mark, say, is there any consideration of, you know, giving Connor McGovern a chance at centre? I mean, he, for me, he deserves a place on that O-line. He's done enough, but he never seems to get a consideration. So what's the feelings out there right now? From what I've heard, um, that's definitely not off the table. Um, they mm -hmm. tend to like to do this whole trial by fire thing with their rookies. Um, and given the limited options in some positions, that's just kind of what they had to do. I don't see why um, giving McGovern a go is like something that couldn't happen if Tyler continues to have issues. Um, I think they'll try to play intact with him um but we'll see but yeah he's not very liked right now um with if people know who your your center is like we're that's probably not good <laughs> <laughs> unless he's it's, travis it's, frederick it's, but that's different <laughs> yeah yeah and uh for, for for anyone that doesn't know mike made sure to remind us that his son travis is named after travis frederick so <laughs> That's how famous As Travis should is. be. <laughs> <laughs> and Alfie, I do love do love this comment. The Conor McGovern <laughs> yeah. Yes. Bring back fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. God oh, bless Daryl the Moose Johnson. I love that man. Oh, I tell you what, I do miss. But, I do miss. I also do miss Keith Smith as well, man. He was. He was good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I, I think I saw I saw him mentioned over the weekend for a couple of runs and I was there like, God, he's still around. He's still he's still doing something. Fair play yeah. to, to Keith. Yeah, he's a great so guy. Good. No foot, no false, no frills. Just did his job. The Falcons need someone well, to do their job. So. <laughs> oh. oh my! This is turning into burn all the birds. <laughs> the NFL joke. As Kelsey and I always say, birds aren't real. So <laughs> I, was, I was going to say we can put a text barbecue in all those birds. <laughs> it started as a joke on those conspiracy theories, but it's kind of fun to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we if if we kind of flick flick it on another little bit, I um. Again, it's Mike made the point, but it was something I had I had noted down for the game. I'm just trying to pull up the comments. The unsung heroes on Sunday, Noah Brown and Cedric Wilson. Yes. I think, you know, Noah Brown made great third down conversion. Cedric Wilson laid out, took a high ball, high flyer on fourth down to say to keep us in the game effectively. You know, those guys I, I was resistant about Cedric getting the two million contract, but it's paid off in spades. It's paid off now for sure. <laughs> yeah, there was one. There was one spectacular catch. Was it Wilson? He was. Well, said, yeah. And that was when I think that was when the uh, corner Williams applied <clears throat> for, and it got brought back. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, was the second yeah. Connor Williams one. 
there was a, there was a hint of Terence Williams about it. You know, he doesn't he doesn't catch much, but when he does, it's spectacular. You know, it, it kept us in the game, obviously. And um, yeah, when you when you've covered up your your top two guys, um, Dak has every confidence in both of them, and it's great to see. Aye. Yeah, that was that was very much an oh baby minute when <laughs> or moment when 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 it happened. It was oh my god, I can't believe he's done that. <laughs> Well, you know, I mean, look, we can't go much further without mentioning C.D. Lamb. 149 yards in the game, two touchdowns. I know Mike was saying maybe he needs to cut out the childish antics a little bit, but, you know, I, th- I think you got to have it. You, like, you're wearing that 88 jersey, you got to have a bit of strut and a bit of a, you know, look-at-me attitude. I mean- it's, it's it's hard not to playing on America's team. It's you know the spotlight's on you all the time, and 149 yards and two touchdowns. You know I'm going to let them have a little bit of of fun. You know they call it the no fun league. Let's enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Five and one. Let's yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, I just love the the little bit, little wave to Mills at the end. That was lovely. But yeah, yeah. but but honestly, man, like Lamb, that was his coming out party that game for sure. Like. Against Bill Belichick, like I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to know what is the most a wide receiver. Not so much a quarterback because we talked about that Prescott's stats is more mm-hmm. against Bill Belichick. I'm more curious to know what is the most wide receivers yards against Bill Belichick. I'm, I'm sure that has to be right up there, surely. Oh, yeah. And I loved that. I believe it was CD talking about just the way him and Dak connect. And he was like, yeah, Dak said he just threw it up there and waited for me to get to it. And I got to it. So, you know, all in a day's work. I was like, that is just nice attitude. Yeah, <laughs> but but that but I have to admit that, that do you know, feel was like that, that winning touchdown felt quite casual the way they did yeah. it. I was like, yeah. I was like, wait, what? Wait, wait, what? No, surely not. Wait. <laughs> I'm like, if it's sailing that way, there's a 90% chance that he's going to catch that. Yeah. 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 Ah, man. But to to talk about the the season as a whole, week two and, uh, no, week uh, week three and week four, I think it was, he had a quiet spell. Yeah. And you just think, it goes back to the point I make all the time, where there's only one ball. You know, you can only get it to a, a certain amount of playmakers every game, and um, maybe he was feeling that a little bit. Maybe he was feeling that he wasn't living up to his uh, his twenty twenty hype, and um, the attention was wasn't on him so much. But um, to do it against the the Patriots in their own backyard to win the game for us effectively, uh, yeah, let him enjoy it. It's just to add on top of that. Oh, sorry, Meg. Um, oh, you're fine. You go. Oh, uh, it's just to add on top what you were just kind of saying there, Graham. Like, like. He had a quiet spell, but when you kind of look at the whole spectrum of the whole team of the offense, it's like nearly every game there's going to be one guy trying to be more targeted than specifically. Blake, mm-hmm. uh, um, no Jarman, uh, Dalton Schultz had Schultz. a big had a big yep. game last week, and like and Cooper had the maybe like the week before, but it's varied. Like, and this is the thing I'm loving about our offense, and it's making the defenses struggle to think who's going to be the number one target man, even though we've got. Cooper's on primary and slams like close second and like then it would be Gallup and Wilson and 
no Brown, whatever on that, but the way how we're spreading out the offense, it's like you just don't know who it's going, who we're passing it to. And that's what I love about our offense right now in the passing yeah. game. Yeah, I mean, that's essentially what I was going to say. So um, I just think it's so fun that, you know, if you're playing against a defense that's going to stop you from running the ball, you can float it out to CD. You can hit Noah Brown. You can hit Cedric Wilson. You can um, hit Amari Cooper if you feel like it. Like, and just wait till Gallup's back next game. So have fun with that defenses. But like, if you're able to run the ball, like you have Zeke, you have Tony Pollard, like we got what, whatever you want to throw at us, we can plan around you. It might give some people quiet games, but they're all there and they're all going to contribute at some point. So just you know, yeah. sorry about your fantasy team. Yeah. If there's one thing, as well with our offense, like we seem to do an excellent job of adapting to mm-hmm. things that are not working to make something that will work. And we're seeing that time and time throughout this season so far. Like, like for example, the, the Philadelphia game was a good example. And this game here against the Patriots, like the running game wasn't really necessarily going off to a good start, but then things kind of started like spreading a bit more, got the wide receivers, and just to try and figure out their weaknesses. We we adjusted to how their defense was working and what Bill Belichick was trying to do. Yeah, but to, to Meg's point that she just brought up, we're not even missing Michael Gallup. I know. You know, you, you're talking potentially our second receiver. Um, maybe in terms mm-hmm. of depth chart, he's probably our third receiver. But with yeah. that much production from the tight ends and the backups. It's like Michael Gallup can just do his thing, come back when he's ready. Doesn't feel like he has to be rushed back in. Do we have a, Do we have an update on Michael Gallup? Do we know is he coming back for week eight? I think Andrew asked the question. Yeah. Um, as far as I know, he's in the return. He's in the reserve to return protocols. Is he not? Mm. Yeah, that's certainly something that the teams are making good use yeah. of as the IR. Um, especially yeah. with the three-week designation, um, whether that sticks around in the league or not, or not, I don't know. But teams are certainly putting it to good use. Yeah. So Mike is just saying they're set to return in week eight. But uh, you know, I mean, we we've talked about the wide receivers and what they did. Let's also not forget that in that game at the weekend, I think Zeke had five or six pa- pass receptions for 50 plus yards you know we're spreading the ball about and everybody is getting their touches <laughs> yeah i mean nine, nine but, targets seven receptions um yeah. for 50. um you know the the question i go back to the good morning football segment where the, the question does zeke still the starter that looks like a, a fairly silly to say right now once give yeah. a couple of weeks worth of evidence um, I'm sorry. They're, 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 they're a bunch of idiots I'm just <laughs> <laughs> like if there's one thing about me I have no filter and good morning football just, just to focus on fantasy football they can just jump off a cliff really <laughs> Meg what's, well, what's your opinion of good morning football do you think they're out to say things to catch fire as, or as, as, um, I think everyone's out to see things catch fire in the, especially like you can count on your, like, I think Kelsey and I did an entire podcast episode on this one time. It's just like, 
you can count on your local media to give you like real like what's going yeah. on on the ground stuff but when it comes to the national media and I, i'm not going to fault them for this because it's their job um but mm-hmm. it's just you want to get that that spicy takeout you want to get a fan base mad at you a really easy one to get mad at you is the cowboys so yeah. say whatever you want to say and you're going to get a ton of clicks and a ton of people engaging with your post if you're talking trash about them when you're being nice about us people we don't need to defend ourselves so like that just happens a lot <laughs> yeah just just talking on, on oh yeah I, I did, that's um, why Stephen a smith is so popular <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh no i did see i did see a post from rj oh. um the cowboys the cowboys beneficials like from the referee now stands at three the the patriots have had like three and a half thousand beneficial <laughs> refereeing decisions so you know it, it's just we're, we're enjoying a bit of good luck for the referees just now but i thought it was an amazing tweet and it caught fire like oh, you say yeah. <laughs> people jumped all over it <laughs> well it, if you're riling up both fan bases too like the patriots oh, yeah. have quite yeah. a they're everywhere as well so it's always interesting when you can pit us against each other just start a war on the internet <laughs> yeah Mark, Mark, Mark is now bringing fire and and, and, and adding to Mego's uh, <laughs> birds yeah. are real. Think. Do you do you know their one song that's like no one likes us, we don't care. No. They're like yes. no one likes us, no one likes us. They sing that and they're like we're from Philly, f in Philly. No one likes us, we don't care. They care a lot. <laughs> oh yeah, they're lying. I'm- they sing it that like is... loud and proud, and they care so much. <laughs> oh, <man>. uh, <laughs> so I, I think that is pretty much robbed from um, guys. And correct me if I'm wrong. That's that's robbed from Millwall. Yeah, it has to be a it, it could song. be. It could I, be. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be perfectly I have not got Stribido. I have got no clue. <laughs> <laughs> So that 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 would be that that would be something similar to what Kelsey would have had when she when she has that clip where she's recording over her shoulder at the full match with Shannon. <laughs> you would be hearing songs like that. Oh but yeah, we're, 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 London. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We're forty-five minutes into the show and we're flying along, but it is time to now flip it over and talk. Oh yeah! Did Trayvon intercept that segment? He did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, <laughs> folks. That's that's from the NFL Twitter handle. That's not just Cowboys. That this is this is taking off. This phenomenon, <laughs> number seven forever. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah, there, always, the NFL's it? Instagram bio was uh, Trayvon Diggs. Uh, intercepted our bio yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> how good does the 2019 draft class look right now <laughs> i mean really <laughs> very good <laughs> <laughs> i mean thank you to the other 31 teams for allowing us to draft that combination because that was that was crazy i remember yeah. back to draft night we weren't so sure about um about lamb where he went we thought we were stacked at wide receiver at the time 
But I took it all back. <laughs> take it all back. Oh, I love this curl at the bottom. Yes. <laughs> Brian couldn't have done oh it fast God. enough. Seriously, <laughs> <laughs> typing over there. I, I, I know it's a bit uh, angry tape, honestly. <laughs> oh, brilliant. But yes, Graham, to your point, I think we just stick Jerry on the yacht every year and call it a <laughs> yeah. call it a draft because that he yeah. really had something going on over there. <laughs> yeah. I love whatever Jerry was drinking or smoking. I want some of it, Jesus. Because <laughs> <laughs> that because that draft is un unreal. And you, you can even yeah. say with you can even say with this one with, with the rookies that are stepped in, especially the de defensive side of the ball, like Golston, Odigizua, everybody, like they're all playing their big part within that defense right now, and we're we're starting to see that quite a lot. We're starting yeah. to see the effect from the the rookie corners as well. We've we've really seen. Wait, them. We, we, uh, we've not even seen. Um, oh, this is Kelvin Benjamin. Yeah, yeah. Kelvin Benjamin. No. Kelvin Joseph. I always say Kelvin Benjamin. I don't know why. Kelvin Joseph. That does flow. Ryan. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Sorry. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so boss man five. We've not even seen him yet. So uh, our best judge is like we like said, Jeremy, it has to be something on this. Yeah, therefore. If, 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 if we do kind of look at the numbers themselves from the weekend, um, you know, I think we kept up our record of two turnovers on the defensive side of the ball. I think it's 10 games in a row now that we've done that. Um, Paul, defensive line, Randy Gregory. Sign, get, him a, get him a new contract. I don't care what people are saying. Get Bandy Gregory a new contract right now before it's too late. I'm, I'm he, being... Yes. <laughs> yes, Paul. I've been, I've been a fan of him. Uh, so I, my parents are big Huskers fans. I've been watching the Huskers my whole life. I've been watching him since the start of his career in college. And he's one of my favorite players. I was so excited when he finally like really got to come back and not get batted down by the NFL again. Um, he is it, just so explosive. Like, did Mac Jones see that coming? Is he okay? Like, have, have he been resurrected yet? I'm not sure. He wasn't ready. <laughs> he the, was the, not the, ready. The, the, the question I have is, has Mac Jones' soul returned to him yet? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the NFL, Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know, it's a physical damn league. <laughs> yeah. nah, Matt jo nah, Matt George was already back to Alabama after that sack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but honestly, that was that was just absolutely ridiculous. That was like perfect execution, speed, velocity, and the way how he tackled Matt Jones was just phenomenal. But just but, but just to add on top of what Meg was saying, like I have always loved Randy Gregory and Randy Gregory as well. Like it's just unfortunate with the personal staff and whatever and that, but whenever he actually was on the field, he always made an impact. And I always use this reference of this particular game as an example. It was Tampa Bay a couple of years ago. 
it was his first game back. We still had David Irvin on the other side of the ball and had D Law as well. But you saw the yeah. impact that Randy Gregory just came in for three or four snaps. He absolutely wiped James Winston off the ground, strip sacked him, and then you had Jalen Smith running down for the uh, for the defensive touchdown. So that's a that's a small example of what Randy Gregory can do. You put him in, he will do his job, and by God, he does it by absolute devastation. <laughs> Paul, Paul, you mentioned the name there, and I have to, I have to ask Graham, what does Sir Ian Ooh. think of Jalen? Um, mate, to fill you, my dad's a Packer, um, so um, shout out to my dad who came on the twenty-four hour show. Uh, he's in a good place. I think the Packers five and one as well. I said to him on Sunday night, "We'll see you in the postseason." Um, but yeah, he's um, not overly impressed. He kinda, we, we're, we're talking, the, we're watching the Packers game, just basically because it was the first game on. And he said, "Why, why have the Cowboys released Smith at this point in the season?" I said to him, "Well, we're basically having such good play from our rookies that he doesn't really stand up to the contract." That's my understanding of it. Um, I mean, there's there's loads of different threads. Um, but he, he's not playing that much for the Packers either. So it's not, I don't know whether it's a brand new system that he has to learn, but he's not seeing the field for a second team. Um, <clears throat> obviously, obviously, we're not at practice. We don't see the levels of effort and so on. But I just feel like his, his play and his production has regressed since he signed the contract. And I just wonder if something's got in his head or if he's. If there's an injury concern, we we don't know about, but he's not seen the field for the Packers that much either, um, and they have bigger concerns at linebacker than we do. Just to kind of add, like there was, and I'm not trying to like I love Jalen Smith as a person. I really like, like there's no no try to discipline him, but there was one particular play that. I saw a few Packers fans were going, oh, God, this is why Dallas got rid of him. And it was, I think it was that missed tackle on the sideline. Mm. No, it was, it was, I was like, I was like, yeah, it was, it was, it was a pretty bad position that he was in to try and make that tackle. And he just got juked pretty much. So, but hey ho. But, but mm. we wish, wish Jalo all the best, though. We really do. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just, just on that, I mean, the defensive scheme we seem to be running right now is see ball, get ball, speed, you know, get to the mm. ball carrier. And that seems to be, I would have thought that was Jalen Smith's game, not overthinking things, pursue the ball, sideline to sideline, let the play develop. Um, and he just never really fit in. But I think, on the other hand, it's the play of Keanu Neal. Um, oh, man. You know, it, it, and... Um, yeah, I just there doesn't seem to be a fit anymore for Smith, and I just think it's it's a shame the way it ended because I was delighted when he took. It seemed to be a team friendly deal at the time. He took a team friendly deal, and I was yeah. delighted at that at that particular time. But it just yeah. seemed to have regressed, and it's it's a shame. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you just mentioned Kerstin's and not there. I mean, 
if there's one thing we can add in as well as all these free agents coming into like for the rookies, but you've also wrote the free agents that we brought. Well, not free agents, but the acquisitions from off season we brought in, mm. right? Whether it's like uh, Urban, Tezzi, Teos, I mean, even Hooker now is starting to really mm. develop now. Like, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, choose your poison pretty much. It's going to be good, you know. Yeah. It, it, it would be remiss of me at this stage to not ask, Meg, what did you make of the hit by Jabril Cox on Daniel Jones? Um, I love Jabril Cox, um, and uh, now Daniel Jones knows who he is, so <laughs> take that, Danny. <laughs> uh, poor Danny Dines. Poor Danny, but what, what were your feelings around Dallas about Jalen's departure? He's, he's very, what we would call Marmite player, it's a love-hate with him is is similar for you guys. Yeah. So who, who, who are we talking about? Jalen Smith. Jalen, I was oh, just asking Meg the reaction in Dallas. Um, oh. yeah, so I think a lot of people, okay, so it was a mix of either people were mad at him about changing his number and just being a dis- like a distraction. <laughs> And then there was also people that were like, wait, why is he leaving? I don't understand. So it's like it kind of snuck up on everybody, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah. I just find it so interesting that he did change his number and he had to buy out his old number from the pro shops and stuff like that. Like he spent a lot of money <laughs> to yeah, get I, traded. I, yeah, I think it was like $150,000 yeah. at least. Yeah out of his own pocket to try and make up the balance of all the wasted, well, not wasted merchandise, of all the merchandise was already printed and out of the shop and no one was going to buy 54 anymore. There was no point, so he would have to mm. buy it himself. So, yeah, that's a... Uh, I wish I had that. for him. He definitely, he didn't see it go- coming either if that's like something he was going to invest mm. in. So yeah. it, was, it was well. I mean, if, if we were to see something, it would have been more like in towards the season. Yeah. Like, like especially how the cap and all that is going to work. But but I think we were all surprised about the whole um, Jalen Smith um, cut pretty much. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't clearing up the league Sorry, because no. we, we didn't get a trade offer for him. Um, mm. I don't think anybody was going to take on that contract. I think no. we, we save a little bit of money because he signed with the Packers. Um, but again, he's wearing nine in Green Bay. He's committed to that number. We all know why. But like Meg said, a little too soon. Tony Romo's still fresh in the minds, and it just, it just didn't sit well. It just, it became more, it became more about the brand. Um, I defended him last season. I thought you can't really get rid of your your top tackler. But the kind of counter argument to that was that he was constantly on the field. So he's going to generate the kind of tackle numbers that he did generate. Um, I mean, there's there's a highlight reel um, as long as you like and missed opportunities and so on. I, I, I don't think the Cowboys know what his issues are like because, like Med said, it's a strange time. And if they decided they weren't going to run with Jalen Smith, they would have cut him in the, in the preseason. You know, they kept him on the fifty the fifty-three into the season and then 
it's just it's strange it's strange timing um so just folks i do have some breaking news here and I'm, I'm not going to say anything more on this but um cowboy safety demonte kazee has been arrested on tuesday morning charged with driving under the influence oh yeah okay so i this is interesting to me because they had the rookie dinner last night which means all mm -hmm. the rookies paid for all the vets so i wonder yeah. like that had to be when he was coming back from something after that that's crazy what a bummer mm -hmm. yeah oh man don't drink and drive y'all yeah i mean maybe so Meg will know more about the situation than i do but meg did the team not have specific staff members that players can call on to get them out of these kind of situations well, uh, not when they get into that situation. If you mean like, like he, if they've, he had, if they've had, had something other, to drink. Right. He had a million other options than to drive himself. Yeah. So, get an Uber, um, get, a, get a Lyft, for example, you know? Yeah. We have Uber, Lyft. We have this thing called Alto that's like a little more private. Um, you can, they can, if you call anyone on the team, probably they can work on getting you a car. My assumption is that he thought he was like fine but he probably made a stupid move on the road and you can get pulled over for, in like two seconds for that. So, yeah. Yeah. And then so, all it takes is you smell. Like, <laughs> oh man. That's a, that's a, that's a kick in the balls up. Yeah. It's frustrating yes. because uh, I mean, knowing the league he is, is he will probably end up with some kind of suspension um, simply yeah. for getting arrested. I mean, even if, even if it turns out to be nothing, because he was in public eye, he will end up with a suspension of some kind. But it's it's disappointing because was it week two or week three? He had two red zone plays in a row. He managed to cause fumbles yeah. inside our own red zone and, and and break down and change momentum of the game and to go to go and do something silly like that. I mean, obviously this is breaking news, so we don't we don't know the full details of it, but uh, it yeah. doesn't sound good. Uh, Valente, yeah. it was uh, it was Kazi. It was Kazi. Yeah. So, look, moving along from that, as we say, we don't have any details, so we can't go any further into depth right. on yeah. that. Bringing it back to the game itself, I mean, I I think to be fair, this was one of the quieter defensive line performances that we had. Um, I think the the O line for the the Patriots were quite good in protecting uh, Mac Jones. Um, our linebackers had a quiet game as well. Um, you know, I don't think they were making as much of an impact. And you, Micah had as quiet as game since he joined. But our corners did seem to turn it on at the right moments. And as we say... <laughs> Yeah, he did. He did. Um, I think the, it's important to note um, that Diggs was made a huge impact in the game, but he was having a hard time in coverage. Yeah. Um, but I mean, still like being there right when you needed to be there. Like, what more can you ask for? Um, and and like I just feel like Bill Belichick had a plan for this defense 
out of the gate. Now they were able to adjust and like kind of get their footing, but they kind of got, they kind of came out and punched them in the mouth. Yeah, because there, there, there was a good moment during the game for the Patriots. They were just running the ball right through the middle, like, like smash mouth football. Yeah. It's like something that, yeah. something that we would do with Zeke, but we weren't expecting it from New England at yeah. all. And we were like, ah, caught off guard more than anything. So yeah, I mean, Belichick's famous for taking away your, your strengths, uh, mm. both sides of the ball. Maybe they opted to take away Micah Parsons. Maybe they decided to... To, to run the ball at the middle to to avoid Parsons to exploit a mm. particularly young area of the team, um, but the way our defense is playing, you can't take away all the weapons. And number seven mm-hmm. turned up big. Yeah, yeah I'm telling you, so, man. I was, I, was, I was just trying to add on top, man. It's just like with when you look at over overall as a defensive defensive front seven, rather than I'm just thinking about linebackers. Like, like we actually had a relatively good game there was moments where like nearly every player had at least three tackles in that game i think you have have you got the stats there actually brian yeah i can throw the stats back up now just give me one second and there we go yeah because uh chaos five tackles a parsons four Anthony Brown got four, Neil four, mm. Basham got four. Basham got four. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, he was hardly on the field. Uh, Gregory, yeah. three tackles, two sacks, one uh, TFL. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're not really seeing anything less than three from nearly every player and it was in that starting 11 for the defence. So yeah. that, to me, that to me is actually quite a good sign. So, but I... I just wanted to kind of add that point now. Yeah. I mean, as much fun as they're having over there on the offense, and you can see they're just like celebrating and hugging each other and having the best time, they're doing the exact same on the defense. And that's really fun to see too. It's encouraging. Just like, I know it kind of gets old to say, but the locker room dynamic is really important. And to see them like play for each other, that's been really fun. I mean, I don't want. I yeah. don't want to bring the. I don't want to bring us down. Um, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself, but <laughs> Rand, Randy Gregory is in a contract year, and my my personal opinion is that every sack, at the moment, raises his contract by a million dollars a year. That's and why. Can the ca- do the Cowboys have the cap room to hold on to him? This is why. I'm, this is why I'm saying we need to get him now. Come on, <laughs> yeah. come on. <laughs> Because just yeah. just to back up to back up my point, I, I, I had a quick check on over the cap. Randy Gregory has made five point seven four million dollars in his career. Mm-hmm. So somebody wants a payday, and there is enough yeah. cap room around the league to pay Randy Gregory. I just wonder if we can hold on to him I because he's doing so well. I don't disagree with you at all, um, and I think like. I hope Randy has the most success ever and he just takes league by storm. I hope it's with us. I do think that um, given what I'm like, what I'm hearing that there would be a deference given to um, the Cowboys because like this has been his home. They've been here for him. And um, there's definitely something to be said about the way that this team has taken care of them. So I'm not saying that means, that yeah. will be here 100%, but it will definitely be a consideration when that 
it's it's interesting you raise that point, Meg, because I think a few of the guys did on the show that Randy uh, Randy Gregory would give us a hometown discount. Yeah, I mean, Meg, you just I like literally just nailed nailed it there. Like, if that's one thing, like, it's like the Cowboys have stuck by Randy throughout this whole process of the suspensions, try to help him, help him with his personal stuff, like. Like if I had an organisation that was trying to help me, I would not feel obligated, but I feel like I owe something back. Cool, no problem. Whatever you want to give me, I, I'll do whatever. Like I just want like, and the problem, and, and here's the thing as well. I, I don't know how how would our teams treat him? How would he feel going to a different environment after like? Is he going to get the same treatment as he did before? I don't think he will as well. Well, like in. Just a tidbit, like his like teammates take care of his kids and stuff too. Like there's just there's a lot more to it for him to consider. So um definitely want him to get what he is worth. Um, but I think that there's a way that we could possibly structure that so it's not gonna yeah. you know kill anyone on either side. Mm. Nobody yeah. can work the cap like the Joneses can. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I've I'm on record as saying I think Stephen will get this deal done, and it'll very much be a back end deal. Is that they know the cap is going to ri rise significantly in two and three years, and that's where they're going to put a lot lot of Randy's money. And if needed, then they can massage it and bring bring more and convert it to signing bonuses as that cap space goes up. But I can't see them allowing him to walk. And again, as Meg has said, you know, the letters of support he got two or three years ago from, as we said, Jason Witten, Jeff Heath, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, all those guys begged Goodell to let him come back to the facility. So I think he will remember that. As, as we said, I think this was something I found out about two weeks ago is he has the highest SAT score of anyone that the Cowboys have ever scouted. So he's a smart guy. He knows what he's doing. But if we if 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 we do talk about some of the, you know, our secondary play, I mean, as we say, it wasn't perfect on the day. And, you know, Yes, Trayvon got it, his interception, which he returned, but he was beaten on the very next play with the exact same play, you know? Yeah, I, I don't know if there was a clash of miscommunication. I, I, who was the other player? Was it? Casey. Casey, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, there was a, I don't know who's who really is at fault, but it was a lack of communication from both of them from that yeah. way, but... But either way, it cost us that this should have never have happened. Yeah. But I think the good thing was that both of them took responsibility for yeah. for that. I mean, Trayvon took it straight on himself. You could see him on the sideline, but I mean, he and he apologized after the game and because he was there, no, no, that was on me. You know, so there's yeah. a huge amount of accountability amongst themselves with each other, and we haven't seen that in recent years. You, you again, Brian, you're on the ball with that one. It's like, when have we ever seen our uh, defense actually take accountability on mistakes saying XYZ? Uh, nah, I messed up. 
Like it's mm-hmm. very, like in fact, really, it's it is kind of rare you see defensive players take any responsibility, and yeah, miss, like, but, but they made it, it up. I'm at fault. Like, so I promise I'll get better. Like, it's like a fair play. Do we need to do just improve? Make sure it doesn't happen again. Fantastic, you know. That's a really yeah. good point, Paul. Like, do you think maybe? Um, Dan Quinn is kind of behind that a little bit to 100%, a degree. Like, 100%. Yeah, like let's take accountability. <laughs> like, and I think, yeah. and the thing you just met when you just mentioned Dan Quinn, I think the one thing about these players, like, they want to play for Dan Quinn, they don't want to upset him at all because they love playing the system that he's brought to Dallas right now. Like, if they if they make any mistakes and not take accountability, Dan Quinn's gonna like, okay, well, who's the next man up? You know, who could be could be something like that. But I mean, I don't know what Dan Quinn's like personally or what he's like coaching wise, but everyone seems to love him uh, around like even like the writers and like everybody in the in the building. So that's encouraging. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely we're definitely we're definitely we're definitely seeing the fruits of his labor in that defense this year combat in comparison to Mike Nolan's disaster. Sorry, I'm throwing yeah. so much shit yeah. tonight. So much shit. <laughs> That's true. So, Seth, we, we we have covered this earlier. We don't know any more facts other than he was arrested this morning for a DUI. Um, and that's all, that's all the details we have. So we're not going to speak any more on that because we don't know. Yeah. Um, but one well, thing, we'll and again... One more, one more thing I will say on well, that. We certainly do have the safety depth this year to to deal with it. True, we do. We and do Jeff indeed. Is and only was... one call away, so. Oh Meg, you know no, he is. Meg. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, oh no! Meg, you just extended the show by an hour. Look at his face. Yeah. <laughs> you know, me and Brian are on the same page on this, right? Like. Yes. Oh, I know, yes. I, know, I, know. I mean, he is only down in New Orleans. It's a phone call. We're only seven hours yeah. away. Come, come, to, come back to come Dallas. On. Come on. You know he you still has to. the house in Dallas, so you can come yeah. home at any time. Pretty sure he's in my but, neighborhood. I haven't stalked him, though, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm on a plane over tomorrow morning, Megan. Let's, 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 let's check this out. <laughs> Sounds good to me. That's a good question. But, I've, I've got a good question from Valenti here. What's the work yeah. on D-Law and Gallimore? Um, I think as far as returns go, it'll go Gallup, which I believe someone said was week eight. Um, you'll see Gallimore shortly after that, and then D-Law after that from right. the press conference. Uh, I cannot that wait. That was from for Dan Quinn, I believe. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Um, so sorry, we did say at the top of the show that uh, we did have a quite interesting stat. So, um, and it was, as we say again, on Trayvon Diggs. So, <laughs> Mike so has made... He is so, yeah. so excited. So Mike brought this up. He said, Trayvon Diggs is on pace to break three records this season for a cornerback. For total penalties, total interceptions, and yards allowed, with the pace he's on, he's he is has the potential to allow 
1,119 yards. <laughs> and I believe he's on track for 19 interceptions. That... I mean, <sighs> I, I get I get the on track thing, but no. No. Yeah. I mean, as soon as as soon Let's as circle back start, to this, Graham. Yeah, yeah. I mean as soon as teams start paying attention to the tape, I mean surely well, like who are the big hitters on the Cowboys defense? Seven, eleven, ninety. It's not a secret. It's not a well kept secret. Go and watch the tape. Graham, that was not that was not a commercial for seven eleven, by the way. <laughs> Other retail stores aren't real. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As we say, no one is no one's watching tape on our number seven. So you know, well, long may, think, may continue. They they are definitely watching tape on him. I think the thing is, like, we're kind of forcing you to have to throw in his direction, and we're taking advantage of that because. Homeboy was a wide receiver. Thank you to mm -hmm. Nick Saban for sticking him on this side of the ball. But, like, yeah. his hands are ready. <laughs> but yeah. I feel like they're definitely watching tape on him. So, just if you put it anywhere near him, he might catch it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I yeah. can't remember what, what commentator it was said that if you go away from Diggs, there's not, like, a premium cornerback on the other side of the field. You know, it's not like we're going to digs because we want to avoid player X. You know, it's like you've got potentially Anthony Brown, Jordan Lewis. They're good <laughs> players, but they're not pro bowlers. And it just it, it it's a little bit strange to me that that teams haven't picked up on on digs. Um, but like you say, with the ball skills, I mean, he's only got to go home to to practice with a, a his pro bowl wide receiver brother. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. it's good genes in that family, so the ball skills are definitely there. Um, but yeah, you just wonder when teams will will slow up on digs. I mean, Tom Brady can say whatever he wants, by the way, but uh, he he did get picked off. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and yeah, Anthony Brown will uh, <coughs> get an interception as well. So you know. And has Anthony Brown also had a pick six? Did he not have a pick six last weekend? Say that again. Uh, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown had a pick six last weekend as well. Yeah, I believe he did. You know. Yes. Yep. Yeah. But as we say, look, we're an hour and a quarter into the show, and we do want to give our special teams a bit of love this week. Um, you know, Meg, you made the point. Luke Gifford block punt. How good was that to see? <laughs> um, if I had to say what the last thing in the world that I thought I was going to see during that game would be, it would be a blocked punt. Yeah. yeah. Absolute last thing. Yeah. I would have guessed aliens came down before I would have guessed that. <laughs> <laughs> Can you see how much faith I tend to have in our special teams? <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah it's um you roll the dice with our special teams bones Fassel loves a trick play loves to to make an impact and uh this was a good week 
let's just say that this was <laughs> this was a good week. Um, it's, it's literally yeah. that that we video clip of Ice Cube just driving by. So today was a good day for special teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bench uh, but it wasn't as if there was so, a block punt, but it was. Yeah, we fumbled on the next possession. You know, yeah, so it was like that was the thing. It was, was back breaking play. Wasn't well, Jeff? Could have been if we didn't fumble. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> just to, just to answer Lloyd's question, wasn't the last person to block a punt was actually indeed your favorite Jeff? He was it not? No, no? it was um, Donny McRae. Right. I think it was. It was in 2015. I know RJ right. had that stat straight away. I think it was Danny McRae or something like that. I'm not. You know he's on maybe Survivor I'm not right 100% now, right? on the name. Yeah. What? He's on yeah. Survivor. Yeah, he is, yeah. yeah. I've seen that. He's doing well. Yeah, absolutely. He came but back yeah, really so I'm assuming he did well. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we do have a couple of comments coming in in terms of Greg the leg. You know, Meg, what are your feelings towards Greg the leg? I mean, I... I thought the morning missed, he was lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so um, I think going even going back to the first game uh, uh, against Tampa Bay, um, I couldn't believe that they weren't even considering the fact that he broke his back. And that was the first time he was kicking. He hadn't even had a practice yet. So like, I'll give, I gave him a pass a little bit on that. Um, Cause I feel like that was more of a managerial issue than anything, but I, I just don't – and I think this could also go back to being a managerial issue as well, but I just don't know why you're sticking him in situations to, like, try to win for you when you have Dak Prescott as your quarterback. Right, okay. I, I need to know what in the F is this question all about? <laughs> I'm wondering who this question is from. What the fuck? Oh, okay. So, our, so Meg, if you remember. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you would drink so, me under the table. But, like, no, I, no, would, I, think... I, would, I would do well. It just depends on yeah. what we're drinking. If it's tequila, I got you. But, um... oh, yeah. Any, uh, probably anything, Meg, you will drink me under the table. But <laughs> I, I was on Meg's show, I think it was just before the season started. Um, and we, do, we we did bring up Meg's Irish heritage and sit, spoke about her ability to drink. And we have said that there may be a drinking competition when me and Meg meet. <laughs> I'm game if you are. So, yeah, bring yeah, it Meg, on. I'm I'm going to say this: if I end up seeing you in Dallas and whatever, Meg, like you've got no chance against me. I don't I know am. what this if thing you're speaking of is, but you know, <laughs> when I see you, Paul. When, right, right, right. Paul. When okay. <laughs> I would drink anything, under, anything, anyway. I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, big wheel with the burn for you, Paul. Make sure you call Uber. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, he had a good night in Glasgow, so he did. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we're 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 an hour and twenty minutes into the show. I think we're 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 at that stage now where we'll start to wrap up the show. So before we do, Meg, if you want to 
give us the details again where everyone can get hold of you and where they can get you on Instagram and Twitter and all that stuff. Yeah, um, you can hear Girls Talking Boys on the Blogging the Boys channel every Friday. It shows up right in there for you. Um, and then also you can follow me on um, Instagram and Twitter at this handle, Meg Murray with four R's. Um, and yeah, follow Blogging the Boys on Instagram as well because it's fun. It is. Absolutely. Um, Paul, if you want to do sure. a shout-out, sure. so just let me bring it up. Uh, da, 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 da. There we go. Yeah, guys, so if you're planning going to a Dallas Cowboys game this year, travelling from the UK overseas, be sure to go over Cowboys Experience for the ultimate meet-and-greet tailgating and game day package experiences and much more. Meet former players like Sir Drew Pearson, Hall of Famer, Ed Tuttle Jones, and much more, and meet existing players, for example, like Sir Michael Gallup, as you can see, and and now added to the acquisitions of Cowboys experience, we have Micah Parsons now showing up at the meet and greets. So be sure to go to the website cowboysexperience.com and use the discount code UK Cowboys. And guys, what do you get if you use the discount code? You That's get free stuff. Literally free stuff. You get free stuff. <laughs> I love how the comments are now flying in for our call out and you know, free stuff, get free stuff. <laughs> Don't be daft. All we're short of is the chocolate pudding. Oh god, don't 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 bring uh, so much. <laughs> <laughs> but uh Graham, if you want to give out a shout out there to our content creators and friends as well. Yeah, just make sure you go and check out all these guys, I'm sure um you you've you've come across most of them whether it be in our shows or if we've gone on their shows or if we've shared any of their content it's all good stuff um and we're all we're all particularly enjoying the the 2021 season so far so all of our guys are having a great time um yeah we're just enjoying the nfc east we're enjoying our three uh NFC <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Cowboys football is Absolutely. good. Absolutely. There we go. As we say, look, Meg, you know, it was great to have you on the show. We will have to do this again soon. Um, I believe there we did plan to have you on after the that team's game a couple of weeks ago. We couldn't make it work, but yeah. hopefully we can get you on for the game after for the next for the next one. You're but in my you uh, calendar and pen, so don't worry about that. <laughs> There we go. That's, and that is Meg, wonderful. Meg, if I can just add, um, last week RJ wanted to know how we could how he could make up for for sending over four teams that he did to to win uh, to Tottenham this year to the to the, the international games. Just send us the Cowboys next year. That will be fine. We'll we'll be absolutely fine with that. If if you could put a word <laughs> in for us, yeah, twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Just yeah. Uh, just drop it in casually. <laughs> <laughs> love it well Meg if you want to if you want to send us out tonight with a one final Dallas forever Philly for never hell yes <laughs> hell good night yeah. folks night guys see you next time